0: Well, good evening and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I want to welcome you uh, tonight. We are in uh, the last uh, message in our Light of the World series. Uh, so thank you for uh, being here. One of the things that's really cool about Christmas is all the lights. Our city is all lit up. Our neighborhoods are all lit up. Uh, went to the uh, uh, South Hill Conservatory, like 30,000 likes. My wife drags me up there, right? <laughs> and um, we go see this thing, and, and it's really quite impressive. Light is a major theme in the Bible. It says God is light, and in him there's no darkness at all. And creation uh, of the world, God said what? Let there be light. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. And when Jesus was born, light played a role when the angels announced to the shepherds, Behold, born this day in the city of David is a Savior, Christ the Lord. And the wise men would follow the star. And light also plays this role in Christmas in the celebration of God's light entering in. To the world. Did a little research this past week found out that 68% of Americans believe that Jesus is the Son of God, well, which is the good news. The bad news is it's down from 72%. And so what that means is that the majority of people in our country know why we celebrate Christmas or they know what happened at Christmas. But my question tonight is, do they know the reason Jesus came? Do they know what he came to do? And that's where we're headed this evening. Because once you understand what Jesus came to do, then Christmas gets super exciting. And so to help us remember, I'm going to use an acrostic tonight of light. And so we're going to look why Jesus came to this earth. The L is he came to let us know what God is like. Jesus said this in John 14, 9 and 10. Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long and you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. And that statement, whoever has seen me has seen the Father, is a pretty arrogant statement unless it's true. Nobody has ever backed up a claim like that except Jesus. He says, I'm coming to earth so you know what God is like, so we can relate to him. Now, now if I were God, I, I could think of a lot more spectacular ways to come. Right? There are a lot of ways that God could have come to the earth that kind of would have wowed everybody. But the reality is he came into the world just like you and I did by being born as a baby. First, because he wanted to identify with us, and second, because he came to save us. And the truth is that, that we can learn a lot about God just by looking at nature, for example. We can learn that God likes variety. I mean, just like look down your road right now, you can see God likes variety because we are all different people, aren't we? Or take the snowflake, for example. Even though two snowflakes may form in the same cloud, their different journeys to the ground will affect their shape and their size, giving each snowflake its unique identity. God loves variety. Another thing we know about God is looking at, by looking at nature is that he's organized. That, that there's a balance in our system. That if anything gets out of balance, that it causes all kinds of problems. We know that God is an organized God. We also know that God is powerful by looking at nature. And when you see a volcano blow or a hurricane or an earthquake, you see lightning or you hear thunder. When you see a snowstorm, you understand how powerful God really is. But there are some things that we don't know through nature. And we only know because Jesus was born on that first Christmas. and, And he told us things like, well, how would we know that God is loving? Well, Jesus told us that. How would we know that God is forgiving? We don't, except for Jesus, what? Told us. How do we know that there is an afterlife, that we go to heaven when we accept Christ into our lives? We know that because Jesus told us. That's why he said in Colossians 1.15, he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn Of all creation. He says, I want you to know why I came. And then there's a second reason the I He came to inform us uh, of his plan. Jesus came to tell us the truth and to tell us that God has a purpose and a plan for your life. And he created you for that purpose. Said in John 18:37, Pilate said to him, "So, So you are a king, and Jesus answered. You, you say that I'm a king, and for this purpose I was born, and for this purpose I've come into the world to bear witness to the truth. And everyone uh, who is of the truth listens to my voice. Like, you ever get tired of people not telling you the truth or telling you what you want to hear? And, and they might do it because they're, they're afraid they might lose your friendship or that you can't handle it or they're afraid to be rejected. But there is one person that will always tell you the truth in your life, and that's Jesus. He'll tell you the truth no matter what. And sometimes he tells us things that maybe we don't want to hear, but he always tells the truth, and he always does it for your good. And when he does that, he's being loving because he knows what's best for us. And he is God, and he has the right to point out the truth. He also has a plan for your life, and so what's the plan? Ephesians 1, 9... Through 11, God has now revealed to us his mysterious will regarding Christ, which is to fulfill his own good plan. And this is the plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth. And furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God. For he chose us in advance, and he makes everything work out according to his plan. And part of what belongs to us under the riches of his grace is the knowledge of the mystery of his will and God's great plan and purpose, which once was hidden, but now is revealed to us in Jesus. And his ultimate plan is to bring together to ultimately resolve all things in Christ, either through Jesus as Savior or Jesus as judge, and this will happen exactly the right time. And why did God do it? Because of his love. Because he loves you. And it's one thing to say, I love you. It's another thing to show it. Romans 5.8 says, but God shows his love for us. And while we're we're still sinners, Christ died for us. That's how much you and I matter to God. In light of that, how do we respond? Well, the Apostle Paul says this in Ephesians 3.14, for this reason I bow my knees before the Father. He says, I am overwhelmed with how great and how good and how wonderful and how gracious God is. And so I fall to my knees and I, and I pray to the Father. Ever stub your toe in the dark? <laughs> Ever wake up in the dark and, and, and you're not totally sure where you are and you're kind of confused? Ever lost in the dark? Well, well, the third reason Jesus came what was he came to guide our steps? He said in John eight twelve, I am the light of the world. And whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but he will have the light of life. He says, I want to light your path. I want to direct you through life. I want to be your guiding light. You know why? Because God can see farther than we can. And you know why we get nervous about next year or what's around the next corner? It's because we are all, and we know this, we're one phone call away from a total life change. Our world can totally change in a heartbeat. And life can get really dark really quick. And when you're in the dark, you don't need a flashlight. You need the light. You need the light of the world. And you need God in your life and God is like this giant power light that can see way farther down the road than we can. And so we need that searchlight. And Jesus says, what? I am the light of the world. And we know that we all have problems, right? We all, we all have some dark days. And where you, say, where you say to yourself, I just can't see it. I just can't see how it's all going to work out, and I need a guiding light. And what we're supposed to do when we can't see how it all work out is we're supposed to flip the switch and turn the light on, and that's God's light, and we do that by faith. And when you say, God, I don't know what I'm going to do this next year, I don't know what I'm going to do with this problem at work or, or, or this problem with my health. But you know what? I'm going to trust you with this. And that's when you turn the light on. You trust Jesus what happens when we do that Ephesians 5:13 but when is anything is exposed by the light it becomes visible it becomes easy to see there's a fourth reason we celebrate Christmas and this one is, is super good news Jesus says that, that I didn't come just to guide your life I also came to to heal your hurts Jesus came at Christmas time to do just that and and this is huge I, I don't know about you but I've talked to a lot of people over the years, and I've discovered one thing: that that everybody has a hidden wound. Everybody has a place where they're hurting, and th- that that's hidden from everybody else. And you might be able to hide it well, but it's there. And it may be something that, that that's happened years ago. It may be something that was said to you, and it just hurt. It's not something that was done to you, and it just hurt. Is something that wasn't done to you, or should have been done to you, and? Guess what? It just hurts. Or, or maybe it's a hurt about some things that you've done and, and you regret it and, and maybe you're guilty about it. You don't want anybody to know because it's embarrassing, <coughs> but it still hurts. Then, then we come to Christmas time and, and we say it's a season of good cheer, but, but in reality, we know this, and, and I know this. For a lot of people, it's just a lonely time. But there is good news. No matter where you are hurting, Jesus Christ can heal it. Resentment, worry, guilt, fear, bitterness, whatever it is, Jesus can heal your hurt. He is the light of the world. John 12, 47, If anyone hears my words and does not keep them, I do not judge them, for I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. Jesus says, I wasn't born in this world. at Jesus' time to, to, to come and tell you about how bad you are, but I came to save you. And you and I are either need or have needed a Savior. That's so why the angels at the first Christmas said, I bring you tidings of great joy, for unto you is born this day a Savior who is Christ the Lord. In Psalms 103.3, it says, He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. And it's through forgiveness of sins that we find Healing. There's one more reason, and, and this is a pretty good one. He, he came to transform our lives. John 10.10 10 says the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I can, that I may have life and have it abundantly. And I think there are people that go through life and, and they really don't learn how to, how to live. They just kind of exist. Jesus came to say to us, I, I'm going to give you new life. I'm going to give you abundant life, and I want to give you eternal life. So he takes care of our past, our present, and our future. And new life that that Jesus came to give means that everything that we've ever done wrong is forgiven. And he wipes the slate clean when when you surrender your life to Christ. And then he gives us abundant life. He, He gives us purpose and significance, a life where our values and meaning significant all comes together when we live a life that God meant for us to live. It's an abundant life. And then he says he gives us eternal life. He says, that's my Christmas gift to you in Jesus Christ. And when we have a life that's been transformed, 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, and behold, the new has come. So I want to encourage you tonight. Maybe you're here, and, and, and maybe you've given your life to Christ Sometime in your past and maybe you just feel like you're far away from God tonight. And maybe you just want to come back home. I can't think of a better time to come home to Christ than at Christmas. Or or maybe you're here and you want to surrender your life to Christ and you want to become a new creation. And step one is just to talk to God. And so I'm going to pray a simple prayer. And if you want to follow along with me, that'd be great. Would you bow your heads and pray with me tonight? Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your word tonight. And Father, there might be somebody here this evening that's never accepted you as Lord and Savior. That they've never surrendered their heart to you. And maybe tonight at Christmas time, they want to do that. If that's you tonight, you can follow along with me in this prayer. Just say, Dear Jesus, I ask you to be my Savior and Lord. I, I want to accept your gift of eternal life. I, I want to get to know you. I want to love you. I want to trust you. And I want to follow you. And so I ask for your forgiveness tonight for the sins that I've committed. And Father, I want to pray this evening for every family that's represented here under the sound of my voice. And God, I ask that you would bless them. And as we leave this place tonight and tomorrow and we celebrate the birth of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, Father, I ask that We would celebrate and we would shout it from the mountaintops that Jesus is Christ, the King. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.